If you go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to the book of Hosea, Hosea chapter 4, God willing we'll be expounding verse 6 today, Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, the title of the message this morning is Knowledge Gained, Knowledge Lost, Knowledge Gained, Knowledge Lost. In the previous verses, God has been warning Israel about their future judgment uh, because of their sins as a nation. And in verse 6 today, God is going to give them, and by doing so, He's going to give us some rich insight into our fallen nature and the need for us to have godly wisdom. You see, Israel wasn't simply going to be uh, destroyed because of their sins. Sin is the product of a deeper spiritual problem. Do you hear that? Sin is the product of a deeper spiritual problem. Sin is the fruit of darkness. As righteousness is the fruit of light. You ever thought about it that way? In Isaiah chapter 59 verse 10, Isaiah chapter 59 verse 10 The prophet described Israel's problem. He said, We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. What's he saying when he says that? He said, We're we're out here just looking looking for the wall, something to, to, to guide us by so we can go by that wall and we're just groping for it like we're blind. It, it's broad daylight in, in, at high noon and we're stumbling in darkness. In other words, there's so much light, but in the midst of all that light, there are people still walking in darkness. Now in the Bible, stumbling is a figure of speech that describes a person's uh, or a nation's spiritual fall. Like a person is walking and they stumble and they fall. It's a, a type of falling spiritually as a person or as a nation. And why did Israel fall? Because Israel had fallen. Israel was being judged because of their sin. So why did Israel fall? Because they walked in spiritual darkness. That's why they fell. Israel said they stumbled at noonday as in the night. And this is the demise that God is describing concerning the people of Israel this morning. Here in verse 6 where he says, look now in verse 6, My people are destroyed, why? For lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. The root cause of Israel's destruction may have come as a surprise to them. For lack of knowledge. Now, there's no doubt that if we were to make this proclamation against the United States of America, they would be surprised as well. In fact, they would probably be very offended for lack of knowledge. There's no doubt it would come as a surprise to our nation. Could you imagine a preacher telling Americans today that the reason we are falling behind as a nation and having so much trouble as a nation is due to a lack of knowledge on our part? Well, they would laugh at us. Due to us being steeped in ignorance, that's why we're having so much trouble as a nation. For decades now, Americans have prided themselves 
on being a nation that promotes education. Education. Got to have plenty of money for education. You got to go get you an education. You got to go get you a degree. And I'm sure Israel fancied themselves to be highly educated as well. America has seen more scientific and technological advancements in the past 50 years than it has ever seen. Yet with all this education, we are in greater darkness than we've ever been. Our young people are overdosing on fentanyl. Every day they're dying. Our adults are hooked on prescription medicines, pain pills, and they're rotting their teeth out with methamphetamines. Judges in our nation's highest court don't know what a woman is. Now think about it. We laugh because it's either laugh or cry. But that's the truth. They don't know what a woman is. Would you have ever imagined that people could become so educated because the people on the nation's highest court, they have doctorate degrees. Could you have imagined we'd become so educated and so ignorant at the same time? This is what happens when a nation desires information, but not illumination. There's a difference. Information without illumination. Do you know what Americans want? Americans want data without deity. Data without deity. They want knowledge like God, but they refuse the knowledge of God. Man, you can't have that. It's not possible. It's like having morality without having God. You can't have it. God said, you are destroyed, Israel. You are destroyed, America. You are destroyed, any country that turns its back on God, for lack of knowledge. If there is one thing that has doomed the United States, it's their relentless disregard for the truth. We have a generation today that worships ideology and rejects reality. Would you all agree with that? They worship ideology, but they reject reality. I like what Ronald Reagan once said. He said, the problem with Democrats isn't that they're so ignorant. It's just that they know so much it isn't so. The Apostle Paul had one thing he wanted more than anything else for his personal life. And that was the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 The Apostle Paul said, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. He said, that's the only thing that matters. The devil wants us to fill ourselves with the knowledge of information while rejecting the knowledge of illumination. We're in a generation right now that is just saturated with information, aren't we? Saturated with it. Constantly on our phones. You have a question, uh, we'll just Google that. Constantly. You want to learn how to do something? We'll just get on YouTube and watch a video. That's how I learned mechanics. That's how Billy back there, Billy Baker, he graduated from the University of YouTube. He's an amazing mechanic. (laughs) But... 
We've never been like that. When, when I grew up, you either went to the library or, or you, if you were fortunate enough, as we were at our home, we had a set of encyclopedias. But that's all you had. You know what? We were much better off as a nation back then too. Now the devil has managed to get us to fill ourselves with the knowledge of information while rejecting the knowledge of illumination which can only come from God. He wants us to believe we are walking in the light because we are filled with an excessive amount of data. But if we were able to gain all the knowledge of all creation, yet still lack the knowledge of God, we'd be no good. Could you imagine? That's what the world, the scientists, that's what they want to do. They want to gain all the knowledge of creation, study all the elements, study all these things about the earth, and then they fancy themselves that they have all this knowledge. No, they have information. They don't have illumination. What good is it to spend your entire life, the brief, brief life that we have here, to spend your entire life studying the creation and knowing the creation yet never knowing the creator who made it. What good is that? That's no good at all. It's worthless. If we could uh, gain all the knowledge of creation yet still like the no lack the knowledge of God, we would be like a library that was full of every book but empty of light. Think about that. Because we have rejected the knowledge of God, we are a nation with many words, but no windows to read them by. God said, you are destroyed for lack of knowledge, Israel, because I gave you no uh, uh, teacher, but look here now, because thou hast rejected knowledge. You're destroyed. Or not because I gave you no teacher. But because you rejected the knowledge I gave you. I gave you teachers. I gave you prophets. You rejected those teachers. So it's not because I didn't tell you. It's because you've rejected that knowledge. It, America's the same way. This is why God preserved these letters these prophecies to Israel for us because he knew they would be applicable to other nations in the future who sinned after the manner of Israel. Israel, like America, was willfully ignorant of God. Like us, they had out and out rejected him. This used to be called the Bible Belt where we are. We were part of the Bible Belt. We, we had Bible devotions in the morning in our public school systems when I was growing up. We had pastors all over the nation preaching God's Word, some false, some true, just like Israel. It's been in every generation. We've had Bibles printed and printed and printed and printed and printed across our nation. Everyone's got a Bible. You can go to a hotel and there'd be a Bible in it. I think they've stopped that in a lot of hotels now. But it wasn't because God did not give us truth. 
It's because we've rejected it. Now, I want you to think about something with me this morning. I want you to think about Adam. Adam was destroyed because he gained knowledge. Think about it. God's telling Israel, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they don't have knowledge. Here, Adam was destroyed in the beginning because he gained knowledge. Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Adam gained knowledge and was destroyed. Israel lost knowledge and was destroyed. You see, Adam gained the knowledge of good and evil by rejecting the knowledge of God's truth. You can't have one without losing the other. He gained the knowledge of good and evil by rejecting the knowledge of God's truth. God told him, don't eat from this tree. The day you eat thereof, you'll surely die. That tree's not good for you. Stay away from it. That was God's truth. But, so in order to gain the knowledge of good and evil, he had to reject the knowledge of God's truth and take it and eat it from it. See? Israel lost the knowledge of God's truth by gaining the knowledge of the false gods around them. See, that's what's happening in America as well. We have rejected the knowledge of God's truth and instead are now gaining the knowledge of the false gods of the nations around us, their philosophies, their beliefs, their whatever, or whatever we happen to make up. The knowledge of God's truth gives life. The knowledge of the devil's lies takes life away. It destroys it. It's impossible to reject the truth of God without inviting your own destruction. God said, because you have rejected knowledge, look back in your text, I will also reject thee. It's really pretty simple. God can't have anyone who refuses him. You say, well, we, we, you know, we have people who still believe in God in America. They just may not be Christians. They've refused Him. Let me explain how this works. If you reject the truth, then you reject God. Because God is the truth. You see? You can't have God without the truth because He is the truth. And thus you can't have, uh, uh, thus God can't have you without the truth. Let me repeat that again. You can't have God without the truth because He is the truth. Thus God can't have you without the truth. For that would be all the same as God having you without Himself. You see? He is the truth. So God can't have you unless you have the truth. Because he is the truth. (laughs) He couldn't have you and, and still you not have him. You can't reject truth and keep God. So having rejected the truth of God in exchange for the lies of the nations around them, God said, I will now reject you. Look back in your text. That thou shalt be no priest to me. You say, well, that's not too bad, Brother Richard. I mean, not everyone's called to be a priest. Not everyone, you know, is supposed to go into the ministry. You know, we're not, 
we're not all pastors here, so maybe, maybe um, that's not that big of a deal. Well, let me explain what God's saying here. A priest is someone who mediates between God and man. Okay? I'm mediating right now in the sense that I'm giving you God's word and God's truth. When Brother Neil handed that tract to that person, he was mediating. He was acting as a priest between God and man. When you live out your life for the glory of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, you are mediating. You're letting your light shine, you see. So you are acting as a priest between God and man. You're representing the kingdom of God here on earth. Israel was supposed to be a kingdom of priests. That's what God told them. Yes, they had the Levitical priest. Yes, they had the the high priest that descended from Aaron. They had that type of priesthood that served in the temple. But the whole nation was supposed to be a kingdom of priests in the sense that the whole nation was to be God's witnesses to the world. The truth of God was supposed to be shared with the world to the nation of Israel. But you can't share truth that you don't have. Israel had rejected the knowledge of God. So Israel lost its priestly position in the world. That's what God said was going to happen. Folks. That's what happened. Do you realize the fact that you're here this morning in this church listening to the word being taught by a man who descended from Irish lineage? There's no Jewish blood in me. Do you realize the fact that you're here in this church this morning? You are the fulfillment of the prophecy that we're reading right now. God says, I'm rejecting you, Israel, that you'll no longer be priests unto me. You're no longer going to be my light to the dark world. It's going to come to an end because you've rejected the truth. The truth is now shared by the church. The truth of God, the truth of His Word, the truth that the Israelites wrote. Every book in this Bible, with the exception of one, two, excuse me. Every book in this Bible, with the exception of two in the New Testament, were written by Jews. The Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts were written by Luke the Gentile. Other than that, every one of them written by Israelites. They were God's light to the world. They were God's priests to the world. They gave us the knowledge of our Creator. He spoke to us through them. And now, sadly, we have to pick up where they left off because they dropped the ball. And now we hold in our hands their words, their writings about their God. And we're having to share it with the world. The church is sending people all across the world um, uh, who, who just, I'm trying to think of his name, he and his wife that just went to Uganda. Jordan. Correct he, he was up here a few years ago. He, he came to our church and uh, he took my seminary course. 
And uh, he, he and his wife just went to Uganda to try to reach, a, to try to learn a language of a tribe over there that's Muslim. So after learning their language, they can then tell them about Jesus. He's Gentile. Wife's a Gentile. You see what God said way back there? He said, because you did this, I will reject you. Because you rejected my knowledge, I will reject you. You will no longer be my priests. Isn't that amazing? Now we, if you'd have read that back then, you thought, well, if not them, who? If not us, who would it be, God? All these Gentiles around us who worship idols? God knew what he was doing. He sent the gospel out. And next thing you know, all these Gentiles turned from their idols and they turned to the one true God. They quit worshiping the work of their hands and they worshiped the one who made everything without hands. And here we are. The truth is now shared by the church. We, the believers in Jesus Christ, are now the priest of Christ. The Old Testament here told us that Israel would no longer be God's priest. That has come to pass. And now the church has become the nation, the priest of God. Write down in your notes or in your margin, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says this to the church. This is so cool. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You, church, are a chosen generation. Generation of people chosen that have been born. That's what generation means. You're a chosen generation. You're a holy, uh, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, in other words, you weren't the, 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 yeah, there they are. Isn't that good? In time past, you were not a people, but are now the people of God. You had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. In other words, just like God said, you were the folks that had the idols that Israel turned to. And now you... Them having rejected God and turning to your idols, you've now rejected your idols and turned to their God. You're now the priesthood of God. And then in the end of this world, the Bible says the Israelites who rejected the knowledge of their God will then join the church and come back to it. And the Bible says at that time, the knowledge of the Lord will be like the waters of the seas. They'll just cover the earth. You can't have water without a sea. You can't have a sea without water. You won't have an earth without the knowledge of God. It won't be rejected anymore. It'll be filled in the earth. So God told Israel, you shall be no priest to me. Look, look back in your text. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. You can't teach a law you don't know. Israel had not lost the law of their God. They had forgotten the law of their God. And in the Hebrew language, that word forgotten here uh, means to mislay something, means to, to misplace something. 
You know, like when you, um, like me, I talked to a lady about her salvation. Oh, by the way, that, that woman who was the pastor's wife, she wrote me again uh, this past week. Maybe I'll read you the letter. She wrote me this, this, uh, this, this past week at Sunday now and gave me a follow-up on how she was doing after she heard the gospel. It was a wonderful letter. So maybe I'll share it with you, Brother Shepherd. Let me remember after church. But uh, she, she, when I talked to her originally and shared the gospel with her, I took out my little earbuds and I sat in my study at home and I, I spoke with her through those earbuds. And uh, then I put them back in the little charger and then when I got ready for church this morning, I got to have those earbuds to broadcast there on Genesis to Jesus. And I'm looking where they're supposed to be and they weren't there. So old Richard had to go around tearing the house up. My wife trying to help me. Thank God I found them. I misplaced them. Same, same word here. You've misplaced my law. But I misplaced those earbuds on accident. Israel misplaced them on purpose. They intentionally took God's law from the place where it belonged in their hearts. And they set it over here. Just like when y'all saw me this morning and I was sorting through the mail. I put uh, offerings in the offering plate. I put bills to Brother Doug and junk in the trash. They took God's law and they sorted it and put it where it didn't belong. They put it in the trash. So he said here, he says, you've forgotten my law. They didn't forget it in the sense that it slipped their mind. They tossed the law away aside from them and thought of it no more. And you know, it only takes one generation to do this. And then the next generation will have a hard time finding the keys, finding the little earbuds, finding the law. God said, you forgot my law. So look back in your text as we begin to close. I will also forget thy children. This is how it works. They forgot the law, and God forgot their children. Here's a kingdom truth. You can't neglect God's law without neglecting your children. Not possible. You can't neglect God's law without neglecting your children. A generation that inherits God's blessings from their parents will pass down God's judgment to their kids. That's how it works a lot of times. One generation that inherits God's blessings from their parents will then pass down God's judgment to their kids. I read this morning someone was talking about... uh, the difference between now and the, what they call the greatest generation during World War II. And they worded it this way. And they weren't trying to be spiritual. They were just talking. And they said, we went from the, the greatest generation to the selfish generation. That's what we went to. But that's, that's how it works. A generation that inherits the blessings of God must continue to merit the blessings of God. And if they don't, their children will lose the blessings of God. Which is what's happening today. All too often, the generation that merits God's blessing will pass down that blessing to a spoiled, proud, unthankful, unholy generation of people that want to rid themselves of God's law. Explore new ways of thinking 
and indulge in the lusts of their flesh. That's what happens. Sadly, it's often the next generation that pays the price of their parents' foolishness. While their parents may reap the blessings of their godly parents, the children of the ungodly uh, generation will reap their curse that their parents laid up for them. That's what happened to Jacob's children after they went to the land of Egypt. After they settled in Egypt and Jacob died and Joseph died. That's what happened to the Israelites after Joshua died. That's what happened to Israel after David and King Solomon died. That's what happened to the United States after our grandparents died. We inherited God's blessing, but we didn't merit God's blessing. So we passed down God's judgment instead. Very rich, poignant truths from God's Word concerning the nation of Israel, the current position of the church, how we got where we are today, and what applies to the United States, the kingdom we now live in as we wait for the kingdom to come. Such timely, amazing words from the Scriptures. With that, we'll go ahead and close, and Lord willing, take back up, starting in verse 7, next Lord's Day. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. I thank you for each and every person who came here today. As I look at them, Lord, they're so precious to me as I see each one. And God, how much they mean to you, Lord. And you said, feed my sheep. And Lord, I'm thankful they come here with their Bibles open, their eyes open, ready to hear your word being taught. How precious that is. God, I pray they'll grow in your truth and bear your light in this dark world as I leave here this morning. And go out this week in this dark world. Let them bear, uh, bring forth the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ and the glory and praise of God. We thank you in Jesus' precious name. And I'm going to go ahead and read to you now this letter while I'm thinking about it. This email I received from Faith. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Business meeting. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. A uh, quick business meeting also. I told him not to let me forget. We're supposed to have it Wednesday. Uh, but uh, we want to have a quick business meeting to, to purchase um, a microphone system. So uh, that can... What, what we have is, is a... Um, we have children that watch the Genesis... To, not the Genesis of Jesus, but the creation of Christ. Or, or if it's verse by verse with uh, uh, Doug or, or, or Sister Elizabeth. Like... Um, uh, Leah and uh, and Mark's children uh, in Bowie, uh, they'll watch. And well, when the children read in the Sunday school, when they read the Bibles, they they hear the teacher fine. But when the children read the Bibles, they can't hear them. So it's hard for them to follow along with with the children. They want to be part of that Sunday school too. So there's a microphone system that brother. Uh, uh, Brandon's trying to wants to set up over there to help them be able to hear it all. And he's the tech guy and he knows all that stuff. It's three hundred and something dollars, Isn't that right, brother Brandon? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing that we wanted was, um, oh, brother Brandon, help me out. I've had so much on the brain this morning. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So. 
Brother Brennan had this idea as well. Let's, so let's say that, because um, all of our sermons are stored on Facebook. So let's say that uh, Facebook decides they want to be mean and, and shut, every, shut us down. Uh, he wants to be able to have a, um, a backup hard drive, basically, where he can back everything up and start loading our sermons up on that hard drive so we'll have them, have the teaching available. Um, and how much for that, Brandon? Six, eight hundred dollars. So we're looking at about roughly a thousand dollars to do both. We've got plenty in the funds. Uh, it's just a matter that we need to try to do. And I, I appreciate him thinking forward on that because I do realize it's a possibility in the future. Hopefully that won't ever happen, but it possibly could. So do we have a uh, we have a motion to do that? We have a motion for Brother Shepherd. We have a second. We have a second for Brother Colvin. Do we have any discussion on it? any questions on it? Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Members are voting and funding. Uh, we have any uh, any questions on this? No. We, all right. Uh, all in favor, say aye. Any opposed, say no. Oh, you're too young to vote. Little rascal. All right. He went and ducked and hid behind his mother. We all started looking at him. Motion carries. Thank you, Brother Brandon, for doing that. And thank you all for the great work in this. I know that's going to be a help when we go to visit our, our members out of state and broadcast me back. Uh, so here it is. She was in Arkansas visiting family uh, whenever she called for help. She wrote me back, hi, hi Richard, we are back in Pennsylvania from our time in Arkansas. I wanted to thank you for your time on the phone explaining true salvation, looking to Jesus and not a prayer. You were so clear and explained it so well. It unclogged my brain of thinking and repeating wrong beliefs, resting in Christ alone. The Lord used you to bring me to understanding the gospel and truly knowing him. <laughs> Man, that's good stuff. Like you said... There would be doubts to look at the contract. Jesus paid in full. Wow, she says. I am so thankful. I'm taking one day at a time, marveling at God's wonderful kindness and love extended to me. I love also how it is not proving outwardly, but living it and knowing it inwardly. And it will show. The other way is so exhausting. I am taking the time to grow in my love for my Savior who died for me and rest not having to prove what Jesus has already done for me. May the Lord bless you as you encourage many in their walk, truly knowing Jesus is the best blessings faith. Isn't that wonderful? Man, God's so good. He's so good. And, and all it was was the gospel. And it shows you once again, the gospel has the power to set people free from bondage. Even religious bondage that she was in. Now she's set free by the power of the Passover lamb. That's our God. He's still saving people today with that wonderful good news that first came so long ago. Let's close again. Lord, thank you. Once again, we just can't help but thank you. 
for how good you are, the truth you've given us, the light you've given us. Help us, help everyone here, Lord, to not reject that light. To know without a doubt that their bodies wearing out in the grave is, is, is yearning to claim them. But also without a doubt, we have a great God who created this heaven and this earth, who loves us so much that He sent His Son to die for us. And if we'll receive Him, we will be received by You for all eternity. In Jesus' precious name, Amen.